just because you don't see COVID, just because you don't see racism, just because you 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 don't feel you don't feel the effects of these things doesn't mean it's not happening. Hey everybody, this is Vince from Metal Sucks, and we're back here on the Quarantine Cast, where everyone is quarantined, everyone's at home, so we get to take a look inside some musicians' homes, um, but uh, of course we're here to just talk about what everyone's doing, how everyone's keeping busy, um, maybe we're not so much quarantined anymore, but we're still kind of at home, the world's weird, the world is on fire, everything is burning, it's a weird time to be alive, so... Uh, yeah. Today, we have with us Corey Glover from Living Color, um, and Corey is joining us from his home. Uh, Corey, are you still in Brooklyn, or where are you living these days? Uh, no, I'm not in Brooklyn anymore. I can't afford Brooklyn, so I'm, I'm in the Hudson Valley. Oh, right on. Close thing I could get to Brooklyn. Where, where in Hudson and the Hudson Valley? In, in Newburgh. Oh, Newburgh, cool. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit just up the river in uh, in Woodstock at the moment, so not, okay. not too far from you. Um, have you have you been back to the city? Have you been uh, protesting at all, or you know, have you been yeah. like what what have you been up to? Yeah, I've been I've been back in the city a couple times. Uh, went back to Brooklyn a couple times. Um, I've been at a few a, a few protests, but nothing pretty spectacular. There've been protests in my town as well, so. Um, but it's it, but it's like you said, it's a very interesting time to be around. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it seems like you've been keeping busy. Uh, certainly, musically speaking, there's been a lot of you on the internet, at least. Uh, I think you know right. maybe more than than people are used to seeing. Um, to start, I think the the first thing that that came out in this period was you did a cover of "Funny Vibe" with Charlie mm -hmm. from Anthrax and. Some of the other guys. I mean, interestingly, that kind of came before all the protests, uh, but, you know, couldn't be more topical. But can you tell yeah. us a bit about the, the genesis of that particular cover? Charlie's been, was, once this thing started, Charlie just immediately started making music, which I think is great. And he was getting all of his friends together from Butcher Babies and everywhere else. And, you know, he wanted to do the song. He wanted to do Funny Vibe. And... And he, for, I don't know why he, I mean, I can understand I'm the guy who did it, but it's not a song where there's, you're really a singer, you know, it's not a sing song. Right. So it's primarily sort of like you're talking over, sort of almost rapping, not really, but sort of. Right, and so, it's it's not really yeah, like a, a very musically, uh, like dynamic song, it, you know, it's kind of like a lot of, of the same. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side so chanting, basically. Yeah. So, um, but he called and I was like, I'm happy to do it. I love Charlie. I loved all those guys. They were great, good people. And uh, so I did it. And at the time, I didn't have a lot of equipment in the house because it, the lockdown started. So I couldn't go into the city. I couldn't go into any places where any of my gear was. So I basically did that on my iPad. Which is weird. It's again weird. Just it's just me and, and an iPad, and and recorded that vocal. So yeah, um, well, it came out cool. Was there any? Was there ever any hesitation to do it? Uh, you know, like you're no, saying, you there was no way I was, there was no way I wasn't going to do it. But I just had to make sure, I had to figure out how to do it. And once I figured out how to do it, I did it immediately. And there's some other stuff that I think they want to do. 
I'm just now I have now that I have the gear here, I'm trying to get the gear to work. <laughs> yeah, we're we're uh, all kind of in that boat, man. I had to set up uh, you know, all this like mobile podcasting stuff and uh we're all just figuring it out right along with you. I'm just it, it, I I get I turn everything on and nothing works. I turn some of it on and nothing works. It just I'm I'm confused basically. Yeah, for sure. Um, are, are you in touch with any of your other bandmates uh, in, in Living Color? And, you know, obviously there's Disciples of Verity. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Right. But uh, what about, the for now, the other guys in Living Color? Yeah, I talked to them last week. Um, I actually talked to Will yesterday. Um, so we're constantly in contact, and, we try and, and we're trying to make some new music as well. So we've been, uh, we've been throwing ideas around to figure out what we're going to do. That's awesome. Uh, so have you been swapping files and sharing ideas back and forth or not quite at that point yet? We're still sharing ideas. We're not swapping files just yet, but um, I, I, like I said, as soon as I get my gear to work, I'll be sending files all day long. For sure. Um, so another thing that, that you did was uh, you put together a video, a new video for This Is The Life. Um, and right. that, of course, was... Very much directly tied to the protests, unlike the uh, the funny vibe cover. Uh, can you talk a bit about how that one, uh, the genesis for that idea? Well, um, I, I, I have, a, I, I think that this was sort of like Doug Wimbish's idea, and uh, and he worked with these two guys, uh, Dave and Moby, and they sort of put it all together. The same people that did our uh, Who Shots Your video did that video as well. Right. And it's just very topical. It was something that needed to be said, I think. And the thing about Living Color that most people don't realize is that, well, we've been talking about this stuff for a very long time. Any of the stuff that's happening right now with, um, with police brutality and the state of you know, white supremacy in this country, we've been talking about from day one. And I don't think anyone can deny that's what we've been saying. And to the point where we have a record of it. Literally, we have a record of all the things that we've been saying about the world we live in for a long time. And we just think, you know, people should listen. We've been talking about it for a long time. It's not like we've, we've come, we're new to this. We've been doing it for a long time. So if you're looking for a soundtrack to what's happening right now, it's on our record. Yeah, I'm sensing a little frustration in that. Like, uh, you know, like, there's a little frustration in that because, yeah. you know, we've been doing this for over 30 years, and not that we're not grateful for the opportunity that we've had to do any and all of this stuff, but it'd be nice to get some recognition for something that we, particularly right now, when we see these things going on and we hear these, what people are saying and and how how the world is reacting to it we've been talking about that we had we we did which way to america we did open letter to a landlord we did these songs we talked about these things a long time ago so i'd like a little recognition for that would be nice well i i feel i mean i i personally have seen recognition for that just you know on on the internet at large so you know Mm. it's unfortunate that it's 30 years after you guys started talking about this stuff Um, 
you know, but but I, I definitely have seen some of that now. So just to let you know, um, it, it is happening. Uh, but the, but you know, there must be some part of you, of course, that's you know, that that's happy about it, saying like, finally, finally, people are listening to this message. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it it's it's hard to 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 sort of square that with it's not changing. You know, we've been talking about this stuff in the effort for it to change and it didn't change. And that's disconcerting as well. Do you so, think this is finally the time when, when it will change, even, even if it's incremental? I think it will change. Um, I think we've gone through this thing for so long that it's not going to be a pleasant one. It won't be a pleasant change. It's going to take, it's going, it's, and I think what, happens in these things, because this is not the first time we've had this kind of, you know, mass sort of outcry for these things. It's happened, it happened with Arrow, uh, with, with, in Staten Island, Arrow Gardner. It happened, it, it, it happened in Ferguson with Michael Brown. It's happened before. These things have not stopped happening. Um, I think the point of the, part of the issue is doing in order for it to change, it's going to have to disrupt a lot of the way that you deal with the world. And some people are not comfortable with that. And you have to, but you have to be ready for that to happen. And you have to, you have, you have to be really cognizant of the fact that the world has to come to a, a 180 degree turn in order for it to really change. Because it's not, it, it's not untenable right now. Yeah, well, there's a lot of work to do for sure. Uh, there's no question about that. Um, do, do you think, uh, I, I mean, from my perspective, certainly all the, the incidents you mentioned in the last several years or, you know, there was some kind of backlash and uprising. From my perspective, this is the biggest one, uh, at least that, you know, I can remember. Uh, does that give you more hope than, say, with Michael Brown or, or any of the other incidents that have attracted national attention? I can only hope so. I, I, I've been, you know, I'm old enough to remember when um, Rodney King, the Rodney King incident, and, and and the uprising that happened then. That was those are uh, those are really big events as well. That didn't that died down at a certain point. People got compassion fatigue, and who knows what happened. Um, uh, I I remember when they when Crown Heights riots. I've been around for a lot of this stuff. So my hope is that each time it gets better and better and better. And if it does, and when it does, I, I, I welcome it with open arms. For sure. Uh, well, it certainly seems like younger people are, are more embracing of it. You know, it's these, these old crooks we got <laughs> we to gotta right. get rid of and, you know, and, and convince. But there are some difficult conversations happening right now. And, you know, it's my hope personally that, you know, I think it's like you said, it's incremental. It's it's there's not going to be the radical change overnight that some folks are hoping for, which. Is... Well, it's it, it, yeah, the, the radical change if, when the radical change does come, it will be it, it will have some consequences to it. So you have to deal with it and you have to be ready for it. Um, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, moving on to what you're what you're doing now with Disciples of Verity, um, mm -hmm. it seems like. 
the plan is uh, you've released, I think, now three singles over the past several months. Um, mm-hmm. Pardon me if that if I missed one. Uh, but um, is there a plan for an album, or what's sort of the long term outlook for that? Yeah, we got an out. Al- we, we have an album in the works. We have to we have to put all we're putting all the pieces together right now. Um, we were trying to put an album out like this time, right now, but you know, coronavirus sort of derailed that whole thing. We would have had an album out by now. We'd have been on the road by now. But there was, you know, circumstances as they are, didn't, it just, just didn't happen. So I think by the fall, this should be an album out. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can, you, can you talk a bit about how that group came together? Well, um, for the most part, it was George Pond's fault, the bass player. Um, one year, a couple of years ago, we were both at the NAMM show, and I had known George from... I'm sorry, was... that's unfortunate. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew George from, from uh, Second Skin, and we had, we were, Second Skin had gone on the road with Living Color a couple of times, so we were, um, we were talking, he was like, look, I got these new tracks that I'm trying to work on, I'd love for you to come and sing on them. Like, sure, no problem. I have no, for you, anything. So two songs turn into like six songs, basically. And all of a sudden I'm in a band. I don't know how I got in this band, but I'm in the band. Um, And then you have uh, Corey Pierce, of course, from God Forbid, another beloved black musician from from a metal band, of which unfortunately there were far too few. How did he come into the picture? We, um, known Corey for a while and we needed a we needed a really good drummer for this project and Corey's the best Corey is absolutely the best for this kind of music it's he's amazing at this so I'm I was very pleased with him and then and everything else sort of came together with with Eddie uh I mean Mark Bonjoy and uh and and Danny Puma it was just it just sort of came together it was, started out like a project and then it became something a lot more intense and a lot more real, I should say. Sure. By the um, end, and it's heavier than anything you've ever done. What's it, what's it like doing vocals on something uh, maybe like a little bit outside of your comfort zone? That's, that's just the thing. Is it, I, I don't have a comfort zone. Um, I want to try everything. I want to do everything as much as I want to get tr- experience as much as I possibly can, because I'm not just that singer i'm not just i just don't i don't do just that one thing you know i i like real sort of dark metal as much as i like i like you know as much as i like r&b or hip-hop and i've tried those as well and i you know i'll do anything once twice if i like it for sure um, and is there anything else you're working on i remember a couple of years ago that the name escapes me right now there was a project with a guitar player um, <laughs> is also named George. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was this the thing I did with George Lynch is ultraphonics. Oh, it was with George Lynch. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so I did that with him and Pancho Tomaselli and Chris Moore. And that was a great project. Just never got off the ground. Like we put out the record, we made a video. We just never went out and played. Like all I wanted to do was play one of those songs live once, huh. just to hear, just to hear it for myself. We never got a chance to do that. 
That's too bad. Did you ever even get to jam those songs in person with those guys? We sort of got, got I did. We did a, did a, like a session in LA once and we played, we tried to play some of these songs and some new songs. And that was about it. That was the only one time we got to play it live. So I was disappointing with it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, so what, what does it look like for you, you know, with all these events happening at the same time, it's, it's like I said, at the top of the show, a really strange time to be alive, you know, here you are and you can't tour, uh, you know, like for any of your acts to independent of the fact that, you know, the problem with George Lynch and like getting that together, having nothing to do with that, you know, you're probably not going to be able to tour, for at least the next six months, probably longer, most of us looking at this, you know. So what does the next six to 12 months of Corey Glover's life look like? Um, I'm going to spend it in this house, I think. i spend most of it in this house. Um, and hopefully, you know, by 2021, everything can get up and running. I mean, hopefully I'll be able to do one or two shows uh like one-off shows in the fall, but the summer's a wrap for the most part. And we'll see what happens. I like, you know, given given what's happening, even just today, and just, and just like the spike of cases of COVID, I'd like to think that we, we're trying to get our shit together, but it doesn't, but it doesn't sound like it. No, it's incredibly disappointing. Um, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just like the weird thing with this virus is just people really need to see it firsthand to believe it, you know, right. and, and I'm guilty of that too. When it was still over in China, I just didn't quite get it. You know, I didn't understand. And even when it was in the New York area, you had that first case. I don't know if you remember in New Rochelle and, you know, right. thinking like, oh, well, like it's isolated. We're fine. You know, but think about it. he was lived in New Rochelle. He got on the Metro North spreading it on the on the train oh, and then crazy. walk through grand central station it's like it it, it it was it's incredible what it reminds me of is like the aids epidemic in the early in the 80s and the 90s that it didn't for some people it didn't matter because it wasn't happening to them well eventually it's going to affect you and you need to do something about you need to do your part to make sure that it doesn't affect you as much as it could and just, you know, the life you save might be your own and somebody else right next to you. So do me a favor and, and wear a mask and wash your hands and try to try, try to hold out until we can figure out something so that the world can figure out something. And we don't have to and we don't have to suffer through this for another year or so. I know it's crazy. And you've got what I'm sure you're referring to is folks in Texas and Florida and Arizona and, and a bunch of other states who it didn't really affect them yet in the first wave. And, you know, when they thought that they were closing down for no reason and they're just getting pummeled now, they're just getting, right. it's just, uh, this thing is, it, uh, it's not going anywhere and people are well, just it, living their just, lives brazenly. It's just because it, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That's, uh, you know, that seems to be the overarching theme of 2020 thus far. Just because you don't see COVID, just because you don't see racism, just because you 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 don't feel you don't feel the effects of these things doesn't mean it's not happening. It is. Deal with it. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I mean, I don't really know what's going to happen. It's weird. And, you know, we're all here in the music industry, which is one of the most hard hit industries of all, uh, you know, and we're having to figure out how to make ends meet for the next year, Absolutely. you know, and it's, Absolutely. it's difficult, you know, until Texas reopens, until Florida reopens, until, uh, you know, Germany, Spain, wherever, you know, you can't tour. Uh, I, they won't let Americans into these places. So I don't blame because them. I don't either. I mean, it, it's we need to we need to do something smart. Yes, this there's an intelligent way of doing this. And unfortunately, we're not doing it intelligently. We and we don't have leadership. Well, not only do we not have leadership. The people who are are the the people the followers are not doing the right things either. That you can yell at somebody about your rights because you got to wear a mask is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. Because you you think you think that's bad. Try wearing a respirator. Yeah. It's, you know. I, I hear you. I saw an image this morning of. Uh... A man on an airplane with a, a red MAGA hat wearing a face mask over his eyes, sleeping. Right. Of course. You know, and that's it right there. Like, that's the it's, image. It's, it's, it speaks to it all. It says yeah. it all. You know, that if you don't care about, if you can't care about your fellow human being, if you can't care about the person literally sitting next to you on an airplane, then what's the sense of it? It's it's nihilistic. It's 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 a, it, it sounds it it doesn't make any sense. It makes no earthly sense as to why no one can't think of somebody else other than your what's in front of you. Well, that's America for you right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, hate to end on such a sour note, but you know maybe <laughs> maybe that's the way it should be because right. shit is not all peachy right now. So. It isn't. It's not, it's not, and if you're, if, if being safe has a consequence, it has any kind of consequence, it's that you'll get a chance to go outside soon enough, you know, seasons change, things get different. This is, this is a really bad, this is a bad time. We can ride it through if you if we care to, care to, just have to do what you need to do. Absolutely. Uh, Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank uh, you, dude. We, we wish you all the best with all your projects and stay safe and uh, keep supporting what you're doing. Thank you. All right. No.